Uh, welcome to uh, Mason Fricker's Eldritch Stories, Eldritch Extras. Eldritch Extras, that's right, Mike. Yes, yes. I like and Paul. It doesn't seem long since, much like for our older listeners, Morecambe and Wise, we were sharing a room together at the weekend. Well, yeah, much like uh, Morecambe and Wise in, in that way. I did think we should have taken our suits and like pushed the beds together and taken a picture. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed, indeed. Well, well, well. I mean, um, we hadn't done that for a while, and it was uh, a special occasion, really, wasn't it? Well, it was Grogmeet, a gaming convention taking place in Manchester in November 2023, uh, and it was a great time. I had a really good, uh, fun time. I enjoyed it. Yeah, so did I. I'd not been back to Grog Meet since I think I went to the second one, um, which was some years ago now. Um, and um, Dirk and Blythe, who kind of organise it and are behind the you know Grognard Files podcast. Um, well, I think they. You, I think the last time you went was a couple of years ago, and you'd been the guest of honour then, hadn't you? Um, and so this year they invited me to be the you know the guest of honor to of the show so uh that was very uh very nice of them yeah 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 it was a good interview on sunday morning as well which will be going out on the grognard files podcast i i imagine um and i got to play some great games actually really good games i really enjoyed them um yeah. and uh what did i play i played paranoia which is kind of you know from the night actually how many of these games no they weren't all from the 1980s <laughs> okay paranoia uh, the classic game of well, yeah, what it says on the tin. Um, that was a great opener on uh, on Friday afternoon, run by Jim. And I'm going to say their blue sky handles J W M U K. So if you want to follow them, uh, Jim ran a, a, a fun game of uh, paranoia, and I got through I think three clones. And then Friday evening, I played Vason with Mike, film fan sixty eight on blue sky. Um, that was a, a fun game. And then Saturday morning, the game I wanted to play, a fairly new, well, new in inverted commas, what's old is now new, Dragonbane, the uh, the game from the, the Swedish game from the 1980s, which has been revamped by Free League uh, into a new version, basically D&D again. But, you know, I'm not saying that. Uh, run by Debbie, Dragon Girl 74 on Blue Sky. And uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. In both game, in both Paranoia and Dragonbane, I died by my own hand, fumbling rolls, you know, fumbling, inspecting a pistol, saying I was like from tech services in Paranoia, fumble the roll, shoot my own head off. In Dragonbane, consecutively fumble, casting fireball. That's not good, is it? Not so, good, uh, really. There's another you character. You don't really mess with that kind of stuff. It's the dust. Well, what about yourself? Yeah, I mean, I had um, uh, good games as well. Um, I mean, I started off Friday afternoon. I got to play with uh, with Dirk himself, the the Meister. Oh, uh, master. he was running a uh, a rather classic um, old, you know, D and D adventure out of the pages of White Dwarf back in the nineteen eighties called Eagle Hunt, um, uh, where we were all kind of running around sewers and whatnot and pubs and the docks trying to find this missing eagle which wasn't a bird but a like a standard you know sits on top of a standard um uh, and that was uh crazy crazy fun um i didn't die in that one of course you know uh, that was that was okay 
I, um, I had a good viewpoint of that game. I could see this is like Dirk's keep fit regime because he stands up at the end of the table and he doesn't just stand there. He's like doing all these movements oh, of doing, the monsters doing all the and he reminded you know, me all the stuff. Reminded me of uh, me back in the day at Jankon running Call of Cthulhu games when I used to stand up all the time. I'm too old for that now. I'm too down. Oh. <laughs> I was running. Sorry, I'll get back to your. I'll get back to your your games in a minute. But I, I just need to talk about myself more. I was running a game on Saturday afternoon, Call of Cthulhu, and I thought, yeah, I should stand up for a bit. And then I thought, uh, you know what? I think I'll sit down again. So I just sat down again. It was fine. It's kind of a bit more lower energy, maybe. But yeah, sorry. Carry on. Yeah, I think it depends on the game. I, yeah. I, I also played. Um... In uh, Gavin Inglis's um, Super Fast Go, which was a uh, Spirit of '77 uh, PBA uh, kind of game set in the you know the '70s, and you're playing kind of icons of the '70s in terms of you know one of one of us was a stunt man, one of us I, I was a vigilante, uh, and so forth, and um, um, and so we all played these kind of classic kind of hero types that you would find in a right. kind of classic 70s you know american tv tv drama right um uh, and that was a lot of fun we it was very crazy as in we we it wasn't what i expect i was expecting some sort of um you know road chase kind of movie type feel uh and uh that all went down the pan when we ended up going inside a giant robot taller than the empire state building by many amounts and um fighting cultists and green shadows and and then oh. and, and something that wasn't godzilla but was a bit like godzilla i think dagon godzilla i think it was called at the end right. so that was kind of high kind of pulpiness and and uh and whatnot but yeah a lot of fun um and then i uh i played uh on the um of the saturday um i played in uh richard august's um uh black sword hack game which was uh the doom of emir um, which which started out as it meant to go on. Um, my character, when we kind of did a very quick roll roll up of characters, uh, I was um, I can't remember my character's name, but it's like Aldrek the the Cursed because I, I I had a doom on me or something from character generation, so I just played it like that. And uh, literally, we we had a choice of where we could go in the city to kind of basically um, find treasure in in these ruins. And uh, within, I didn't hear any other thing. All I heard Richard say was, and there's the Tower of the Necromancers. So I just went, we should go there. <laughs> so we went to possibly the worst place you could go to. Uh, and literally couldn't get in um, at all until I'd made a pact with a demon who guarded the Well, temple. the Necromancers don't leave their back door open. I, exactly. Uh, and, and that's how it kind of carried on. You know, we, everything we found that was any good had some was you know was cursed by some sort of demon thing that wanted you know that wanted your blood to uh, to work it and um <laughs> it very quickly you know descended into um as uh all the players um uh, trying to kill each other uh and uh i i was doing pretty well until one of the players found a dragon <laughs> oh dragon breeds on me and completely melted me and then it ended but that 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 was uh, that was a lot of fun and of course i ran a game of call of cthulhu as well and uh i had a really good bunch of players and we played a uh cool little scenario and uh which went really well so uh, yeah i had a I had a, a, a splendid time um and then as you say then uh, dirk did the 
interview with me on Sunday morning in Fanboy 3 in the gaming mecca of Manchester. Mm. And um, and that was good fun too, chatting about all sorts of things. But uh, as you say, that will be out on their Dirk's podcast feed, I think. so. Because like, if we say it was held in a game shop, in my mind, that's like a pokey little place squeezed in between two of the shops. I mean, you know, like if yeah. you're in London and you go to Orcs Nest or you're in Oxford and you go to the Gameskeeper or something like that, you couldn't run a convention in them. No. I, my mind was blown when I first went to Fanboy 3 like a few years back. It's like it's huge. Yeah, and the massive basement. Yeah. Loads of tables, loads of rooms. And then uh, the old, you know, we had games going on in there, and, but there was also games going nearby in Northern Monk, the kind of bar yeah. with a gaming room below it as well and so forth. So, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was uh, very good. And then we yeah, ended up in a, in a, in a, um, in a, a hollowed mecca of gaming in Manchester, didn't we? Oh, the, indeed. Uh, Lassa Gowry. Well, the Lassa Gowry is a pub where Dirk and Blythe sometimes record in the snug. They sometimes record their podcast. And there's a bit of background noise sometimes when they do it. But I kind of like that. It gives an atmosphere. And uh, Mike and I decided it was time we took over. I mean, not really. <laughs> and uh, so <laughs> we were out in the bar and we recorded a little uh, a little excerpt, which we're going to include as... Uh, I don't know what we call it, bonus extras. A little, little, at the end a little of, extra love at the end, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't I mean, want no, to record a whole should, show. Just wait no more. Format. Just no, wait till okay. the end to, yeah. you know, to get that goodness. Yes. It, you know, it's, it's definitely, definitely worth waiting for. It's, it's the way so. forward, though. <laughs> so, but one, was... one of the nice things I think about that convention this time was the way it was split over multiple venues. Yeah. And... I mean, Dirk sort of said it's not a convention, it's a, a gathering or, a, or something like that. Um, but that had a nice feel. It was a, yeah, it's a really nice community. And uh, yeah, it was, it was a good, great weekend. Yeah, it was great, great to see some old friends, some, uh, meet some new ones. And uh, mm. generally, you know, uh, it, you know, gaming goes on in the daytime. The evenings are pretty clear, apart from the Friday. Uh, the Saturday's clear, you know, and so you you have a definite time you can kind of socialise and catch up and and so forth. And so uh, that was, you know, it felt very relaxed and very comfortable and welcoming. It did. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, recommended uh, if uh, you're able to get to uh, to Manchester next year in uh, later in the year for Grog Meet 2024. And what else you've been up to? Anything well, else of note? To. You've been decorating this I've been week. Decorating. That's what I've been. That's like, I thought you'd be covered in paint. Well, I was yesterday. I thought I might clean up. I might have a wash mm. before this, just in case. Um, yeah. So I've um, I've got a couple of days off work, and uh, so I thought I will get around to painting the bedrooms, uh, which I haven't done for some time, and they needed you know a new lick of paint. So we're doing that. So I've done I've done two two out of three rooms and. All of the upper hallway and stairwell um, in on Monday days. and Tuesday on two in two days. They, they, they don't call me, you know, don't call me Mason the decorator for nothing. You know? they don't. <laughs> I'm getting but, you um, around next time we decorate because that'd well, be a, that'd be a week for me at least. Well, yeah. Well, there you go. But that, what, yeah. what, well, of course, when you start a job, there's always you find other things, don't you? So I've now got a big wall. In my bedroom, that you know, that facing, you know, when I'm lying in bed, look at this wall, 
it's just a big blank wall of nothing. Do you want me to so, do a mural? And so, no. <laughs> what are you, are you about sure about was, that? You didn't thinking, sound very I sure. I get three portrait, you know, um, large format movie posters, you know, in a line on the wall. That I thought that would look pretty cool. Mm. But the trouble is, I've been thinking about it for two days, and I can't think of what movie posters to put up. Oh, rotation. Rotation. uh, Well, so I thought, you know, maybe if anyone out there has got an idea, you know, know, to let us know on, you know, let me know on the uh, Facebook group or the Substack feed or whatever. Let me me have your suggestions. Because, I mean, there's classic, you know, I could have Indiana Jones, but... The poster is not that exciting. I, I was wanting a bit more, you know, you get some really classic posters, a bit, a bit more arty, a bit more interesting to look at. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, you know, I'm, uh, that I'm, does I'm sound good. to make my mind up. So, I mean, unless you've got a, unless you've got a great suggestion now, Paul, what would you think? Well, I think some of those 70s uh, horror films that we talked about in a previous episode would be good. Right. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's, you that's, know, that's the kind that's, of thing you want to look at when you're going to sleep. case. Or yes. uh, maybe it lives. <laughs> That's it. Have a series of hideous hills looking, have eyes, hideous looking yeah. eyes looking at me while I'm trying to sleep. Yeah, yeah. marvelous. Yeah. You'd love that. <laughs> so that's what I've been doing. Um, uh, other than that, um, yeah, a bit of Christmas shopping. Getting, oh, getting, getting ahead of the game. Get, get ahead of the game, uh, which I think is always good. And I'm quite excited. I've got, an, I've got a book arriving today. Or two oh. books, I should say. Um, um, it's a couple of books that have been written by old colleagues of mine from Games Workshop, and it's called Talking Miniatures, and it's a two-volume Ooh, set. Oh. Yeah, two-volume set of quite you know large books um, that the uh, a couple of XGW guys who you know were there long before I was, but they they, they were still there when I was there, so I, I know them pretty well. Um, they've kind of gone back to some of the uh the old original characters like rick Priestley and so forth um and kind of interviewed them about their their reminiscences their their anecdotes about you know the early days of you know uh, games workshop and making miniatures and games right. and I've collected, they've collected them all into the into this book and it was they had so many good stories that they yeah made two volumes and it, it comes as a two volume set um and um so i've got that arriving today apparently so uh I should be looking forward to that because uh, obviously most of the people in the book I know, mm. even if it's only a little bit, you know, but a lot of them I've you know done a lot of work with, you know. Um, and so it'll be interesting to hear some of those really old stories and uh, should be a lot of fun because I imagine most of them are reasonably humorous as well, knowing uh, knowing the characters involved. So, uh, yeah. So yeah, it should be good. I mean, that, that history of rpgs of role-playing games is is now quite a big thing it started off i don't know what the first book was but um you know a few years back with looking at uh the start of dnd there was the dice men with uh ian livingston and steve jackson um and it's it's almost an industry of itself now yeah i I guess you know we're now what 50 years old 50 years old is kind of now just about the right time that people start you know keeling over and we lose the stories and so yeah. it, and so that kind of makes it kind of much more vivid in people's minds and we know we need to kind of capture some of this down because mm. you know it, it, otherwise it gets lost doesn't it so uh yeah yeah so um there's been some really interesting you know books um certainly on the history of tsr and so forth 
and now yeah natural evolution is to kind of talk about some of the other players and, and so forth so uh yeah games workshop you've got the kind of the corporate view with um the dice man with uh ian livingston and steve jackson's book and then you've got more of the kind of um post post livingston jackson era into the kind of citadel miniatures and brian ansel era of gw uh with the you know with the talking miniatures book so uh it's a nice kind of transition in terms of the the change in the company and uh well as i say i'm not ready yet so hopefully it's going to be great so we'll see uh and there's some the eye of the beholder the art of dungeons and dragons 2019 oh, film yeah, yeah it's a film a, right yeah. oh, uh, yes, i think yeah. i think it was on i don't know if it's still on netflix or amazon prime but that's that's well worth a watch i mean not there only does a, it go a, into some of the yeah. history of you know D and um and so on it it yeah, this looks at all the individual artists, Daryl Otis and people like that. Uh, it's, it's great. Yeah, yeah, but there is an art book as well. There isn't there? There is a. Uh, there is, yeah. Which is what I kind of thought you were talking about. But yeah, no, I'm not picked that up either. But I need to uh, watch the film. It reminds me of um, slightly tangent subject, but all in the same Venn diagram sphere. Is the um, the 2000 AD documentary? I can't remember the name of, but there's a, uh, again, they, they it was made a few years back now um, and interviewing some of the, you know, the original, you know, artists and authors, uh, publisher of 2000 AD, the British kind of genre comic that, you know, most of us kind of, of our age kind of, you know, read, you know, that's the place where Judge Dredd came from and Strontium Dog and so forth. Um, and that's a really interesting documentary about, you know, uh, the evolution of the, those comics you know is is that future shock the future story shock, of 2000 right. ad yeah. yes that's the one. Oh, well that well sounds worth, pretty cool well worth a watch especially if you, you know used to read 2000 ad yeah in the mid 80s i read it for a couple of years i was never like a massive fan but i did yeah um got into it for a while yeah it's good stuff so well uh, what, what, what else have you been doing well a couple of weeks back i went to a talk in town uh, in Buckingham, in my little town. Well, called... they have talks in Buckingham. They have talks. What well, this about, is an unusual one. About the sheep fields and things. And Well, it. Uh, so I, I I get reminded of it earlier in the day on Friday, and it's, it starts at 6 p.m. on the Friday evening, so quite early. So I messaged Lucy, do you want to go out this evening? It's not often, you know, so we do that. So uh, she's like, oh, that sounds good. What What's what's on? I'm like, well, there's a, there's a talk in town. Oh, a talk, okay. What's it about? Well, it's called Murder in the Home. <laughs> but I have to say, when we left, she was like, oh, that was a great talk. Because it was very entertaining. It was very entertaining. He was a very entertaining speaker. It doesn't sound like a very entertaining subject. But I think much like when you go to have, yeah, you know, like if you've ever been to a first aid um, uh, course. course, yes, that's the word. You know, the, the speakers usually do that are usually quite entertaining because they want to make it interesting and they've got loads of, you know, gory anecdotes and things like that. Sure. And, you know, so. so th but this, this was a talk about how to murder in the home or. Well, I'll get to that. <laughs> so it was by a guy called Professor David Wilson, um, who I didn't recognize. Uh, I mean, to me, he looked like Graham Norton. And I said this, I said to somebody else, oh, because there was a picture of him on the wall. I'm like, oh, didn't know we were getting Graham Norton. And then when he came on, he told he told this sort of self-deprecating story because he's on TV. He's on like, I don't know if it's the one show, Breakfast TV and, and things like that. So he's on TV quite a bit on BBC, I think. 
and he sort of said how uh, he was spot he spotted somebody in a cafe who was sort of coming over to him and he's like oh you know i'm on tv i kind of get this and they said uh, excuse me and he's like, oh yes okay are you graham norton <laughs> he's like no uh but <clears throat> so he's a criminal psychologist specializing in you know murders and so on <clears throat> oh all right and uh he's got about i don't know 20 books out or something like that and his latest book i think is called is titled murder in the home it's not out till early next year but they said if you look it up on amazon it's like listed as like one of the most gifted books which again is maybe a bit ironic but um but so he talked about it, it, it explores the home the domestic house and how it relates to murder because you know sadly most murders take place in the home so um which room mike this he had a few questions which kitchen. room kitchen and bedroom kitchen is the answer kitchen well, is the got answer the, kitchen's got the tools to hand i would imagine that's my, exactly my that's where most murders take place in the kitchen another one that he um spotted now we have a we have a word don't we i'm not going to test you i'm sure you know it for being pushed out of a window defenestration oh defenestration yes which yes. means to be pushed out of a window which why do we have that word because as he said he thought well that's going to have to be an aspect of the book but i mean maybe it occurs occasionally but like there were very none or very very few deaths resulted from being pushed out of a window i guess the thing about murder in the home is well being pushed out of a window is, is fairly public action <laughs> so well, yeah i mean it's gonna not the best plan not the best plan unless you are in a deserted part of boston and the house you're in it's a corbett house then maybe all true maybe maybe getting pushed out the window there by flying bed might not be noticed by the neighbors immediately but other than that in in real life then yeah i imagine the sound of breaking glass and screams probably yeah. would you know doesn't really work rouse, rouse the neighbors and the police probably but what he needed a word for was being pushed down the stairs because um, oh, a number no, of people get no that's a, so what did he go with the d no he did have a word for it he'd used uh, it was a uh sort of used the french term for something about stairs so he used that he adopted a french term which i'm not you know oh okay i don't have many points in the french language so i can't remember what that was but but he did say that a lot of people then you know call in the murder and he said usually the person calling the murder is the person that did it yeah uh and they'll put the the vacuum cleaner at the top of the stairs oh they tripped over the vacuum cleaner or something like that and they're like they think they're coming up with something novel some genius you know yeah but of course thing. it's uh they've heard it the police have heard, heard it, it loads times, times before yeah 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 yeah, yeah. now what so, a couple of other questions he had for the audience yeah yeah what percentage of murderers do you think go through to be uh, prosecuted in court not necessarily found guilty maybe but but go to through be to prosecuted court in the uk to, to, to be charged and taken to court yeah um probably um 45 percent 90 percent wow that's very good isn't it and i guess when you think of when he sort of because a lot of us then guess really low because you think oh you know the, the the prosecution rate for so many crimes we're you know perceived sure. as it's being very low but of course if it's happening in the home it's probably fairly easy to pin down on people, I well, guess. Well, yeah, I mean, and often 
I mean, it, it falls into kind of categories of death, doesn't it? But that kind of like, you know, there's the murder and manslaughter and so forth. Mm. And, 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 you know, some of that is going to be premeditated. But I imagine a vast proportion is unpremeditated. Well, as in it's a spur of the moment, anger um just yeah. spirals out of control and you know ends unhappily in that way but I, I, yeah I, yeah and uh at the end he took questions <clears throat> and um he did talk well i'll just he did talk about how every year they get loads of applicants you know to do because he teaches in universities he's a professor he uh they get loads of applicants to do the uh, phds and doctorates in in um criminal psychology and every year he looks through them and sort of thinks you shouldn't be doing it because they yeah there are a number of criminal psychologists who've gone on to to kill people so it's like there's no walk of life Yeah. yeah there's no there's no walk of life in which you know people don't turn to it but at the end somebody did ask the question did ask the question so how do you get away with it? You know, what do you do to to commit the the murder and? But was, was the person asking the question stood there with this big notebook, you know, ready to write, kind of? Well, he was sat next to what I assume was his partner, and uh, the guy's like, he'd already had a go he at was this bloke. Edging for, away, uh, yeah. He'd already had a go at this bloke for for grinning a lot, and he's sort of saying, "Oh, you, you're taking notes, are you?" Sort of thing. But no, the speaker, um, Professor Wilson. He said, well, I'm not going to say because I've got a responsibility not to put this stuff out there. And I thought, good on you. Well, you fair know. enough. Yeah. 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 Because yeah, yeah. he was very aware of the influence that he and people in his position and, you know, anybody can have on that sort of thing. You know, I guess they don't really want people getting away with it. Well, ideally not. Yes. yes. And he talked about lockdown. You know, thinking that well, shouldn't murders well what what effect should that have? Well, lockdown, murders and ghosts. Surely, when we're all you know shut in for months, the rate of ghost sightings and murders would both go up. One would assume. Well, I think the result was he said that it didn't have much effect on the on the murder rate because most of them happen in home and most people were at home. And you're in locked locked in. So it's certainly you know that was an inbuilt kind of I better not do this now, otherwise they know it's me. Well, I guess there was a bit of both. Yeah, there was a lot yeah, of pressure, yeah. like a lot of yeah. you know social pressure cookers. But uh, yeah, but it was a, a very interesting talk, and I'm definitely going to get hold of his book when it comes out. I think in March. Right. Yeah, that sounds it does sound interesting. It yeah. always reminds me of those kind of criminal investigations. I used to uh, back in the day. I had. Um, some of the old kind of original kind of volumes based on the stories from the Met- Metropolitan Police, they kind of kind of item to end up in the Black Museum there that's no longer called that, but um, where the, uh, you know, the all these kind of famous crimes, uh, Crippin and, and so forth. Um, there was a really interesting um, forensics book, a forensics um, professor had written who had been, in, you know, investigated, you know, those kind of crimes or at least, you know, researched them. Um, and give you the kind of the you know the police kind of version of how they you know how they found out found them out and captured them and uh, mm. very much on the on the forensics in terms of you know the analysis and what that produced so oh, I just found them you know just fascinating so it sounds very similar more modern kind of more more um, psychological kind of um, take on it rather than just pure forensics but it but um, 
yeah, no, there was, you know, it's always human nature, isn't it? We, we, we do like reading about the bad stuff, you know. The no, I mean, crime is, is like one of the biggest, well, most popular the, genres, right? Crime is the biggest genre, you know, if you're detective fiction and so forth, crime fiction yeah. is, is, is by far and away, which is why when you turn on the TV um, in an evening, prime time, what, whatever channel you're watching really these days, but um, it's some cop drama or something along those lines, isn't it? You know, that, yeah, that's the yeah. big drama on a Sunday night, normally a cop drama of some kind. Saturdays in the 1970s used to be Kojak, Starsky and Hutch. Yeah. It hasn't, it hasn't changed in 50 years. People love a mystery. Which Juliet why, Bravo. You know, yeah. But people do like a mystery and sometimes they like a bit of horror with it then we get we start talking about gaming but but yeah in right. terms of, uh, <laughs> right in street, terms yeah. of uh, crime drama then yeah it's very very popular yeah we should also say that uh in a couple of weeks we'll be both at dragon meet in london we will uh which is at the uh the novotel hotel in hammersmith london um i don't know what the situation with tickets for dragon meet i know they sometimes do uh advanced sale but also you can normally get a ticket on the day uh, it's just a one-day event in the hammersmith hotel downstairs i've got multiple floors there's uh, two floors of traders some seminar talks and there's some gaming as well um and normally normally quite a fun time so but this will be an interesting one because i think believe this is going to be the last <coughs> time it's at that venue in in hammersmith because in next year they're moving venue i think Oh, yes, yes, yeah. That's the 2nd of December, 2023. And if you come along and see me or Mike and you say, keep it eldritch, we'll give you a bookmark. We're getting well, some bookmarks say, done. You, you'll, you'll get something special, but now you've given Oh, you've okay, given now I've blown it. You've I've blown, blown it. it. But yes, come and see us for a bookmark. And, and, and indeed, um, come and see us. You know, we'll be hanging around the Chaosian booth and uh, signing signing books and saying hello and uh having a chat with with people anyway um but um if you want an extra special thing just say uh keep it eldritch and we will uh try our best to help you yeah keep it and, and wink keep um, keep it eldritch. wink wink, wink yeah. or, or or give us gold if you give us a bag of gold that'll work we'll, give, we'll definitely give you a bookmark yes yes well there are ways that people can give us their gold isn't there mike well there is. Was that a good segue? Wait, 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 that's like seamless, Paul. Why don't you just carry on? <clears throat> yeah. So um through uh we have a Patreon now. So it's Patreon www.patreon.com slash Eldritch Stories. That was flawless as well, wasn't it? That sounded far more complex. So Patreon dot com dot com slash Eldritch, Eldritch stories. stories. Yes. So uh, and you can patron and in the search bar put Eldritch Stories. And something like that. That'd yeah. be a lot easier. Yeah. Uh, and uh, there we got all the episodes and all the extras. And uh, we would welcome you to uh, to support us on Patreon and throw some, some of your uh, dollars in there. And we also have the same facility on our uh, website. So you can do it through either. You can support us through either one. Yeah, and uh, we, you know, that helps to uh, keep the lights on and the the podcast uh, coal furnace burning. Um, so, and any support you can uh, provide is always obviously welcome, and uh, you have our eternal thanks. 
Um, so uh, yeah, but other than and that, I- um, do do let us know what you think. Let us know if there's something you want us to talk about, or like the internet, if you want us to have an opinion about something, we'll we'll do our best to have an opinion. And um, feel free to drop us a note, you know, via the Substack or via the Facebook page for Eldritch Stories. And, um, you know, get in touch. Indeed. Should we wrap it up there, then? We could do. Uh, what do you think? But but stick around for the little uh, extra recorded in the Lassa Gallery. I'll, uh, I'll I'll bolt that onto the end. You're, you're this, building this up this quite, quite big now. I am. And I'm it's, just going to temper it by saying... It's good, but it not it's not world changing like Paul is kind of describing <laughs> it as. Just set your expectation levels a little lower, mm, and you won't mm. be disappointed. But anyway, yeah. but that's to it's, come. It's but a bit of the, nonsense. <laughs> but in the meantime, we'll we'll see you at Dragomy, and we'll may, maybe speak to you once more before then. But in the meantime, Paul, what should we do? Keep it, Eldritch. Hello, this is Paul and Mike, and uh, we're doing a Dirk and Blythe, aren't we, Mike? Because where are we? Well, we're in we're in Manchester at Grogme, Paul. Yeah, but where are we? We're in the Lassa Gallery. We're in the Lassa Gallery, everyone. Can you believe it? Can you hear it in the background? It's quite it's quite noisy in here, but it's, it is Saturday night, about uh, ten past six, after a uh, busy ga- day's gaming, and we're uh, yeah waiting for our food that we booked. We, yeah, what, what have you got, Paul? Do you want well, I can't think of anywhere better, <laughs> really. <laughs> well, uh, we'll leave it at that, and we'll return to normal uh, service. Will be resumed. Uh, well, well, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see you later. But uh, do keep it eldritch in the meantime.